Hey, Danas and Beckys. It's your friend Tig, reminding you that for this show to exist, we need to hear from you about your advice conundrums. Are you at a fork in the road and don't know which direction to take? A situation where you're wondering if you're the victim or the villain? Do you need inexpert advice about something going on at work, in your family, or in your love life? Whether it's a hoo boy or a minor issue you just can't get over, I am here to not help you. Don't try and go through life on your own, all right? You can't do it. You could do it, but you need some confusing advice from myself and a special guest of some sort. Maybe we will help iron it out. Maybe we will make it worse. And if we do make it worse, then write into another advice podcast, okay? See if they can help you with what we didn't help you with or how we misled you in some way. I'm not trying to get you to listen to other podcasts. Trust me. This is the only one that matters. Okay. Write in at don'tasktig.org or call 833-ASK-TIG-4. And if I don't pick up, just leave a voicemail. That's don'tasktig.org. Now on with the show. Should we do something like more physical? Like you were... In Army of the Dead, should you, like, teach me how to do, like, stunt movie stuff? Did you say stunt? Yeah, stunt movie stunts. I don't think you understand who you are dealing with. I, my body <laughs> has not done anything stunt-like in two decades. I think I get into, like, what appears to be action movement, and then they cut away and then they always put like a teenage boy in who is my body devil. Every time I've had a body devil on something, I look over and it's like a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> and they're like, hi, I'm your body devil. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> it's hilarious. That is Okay, so maybe no movie stunts. No, no. This is Don't Ask Tig. I'm Tig Notaro, reminding everyone that if you don't ask, you shall still receive advice. <laughs> My guest today is an actor, comedian, and producer. She's also a New York Times bestselling author, podcaster, and just an all-around dope queen. Phoebe Robinson, my dear friend, thank you for joining me. Tig Tig, how are you? I'm good, but you accidentally renamed me. You you normally call me Tig Tig, but when we were texting the other day, <laughs> I became a new name. Tig Big. <laughs> Tig Big. I think Tig Big is just as good, I think. <laughs> I answer whenever you call, no matter what you call me. Oh, so. likewise. Now, Phoebe, uh, a few years back, 
I was a guest on your advice podcast to Dope Queens, and you actually called the episode Tig Notaro Gives the Best Advice. Do you regret saying that now that I have served up some dodgy advice on Don't Ask Tig? Here's the thing. What I love about your advice is I think too often people take themselves so seriously and they're like, you have to follow what I say in order for your Mm. life to improve. And you're just Uh like, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to say some stuff. If it applies to you, great. If it doesn't, you've moved on. That's right. Do you remember the last bit of advice you gave? Was it on the show or was it in real? Uh, on the show. Like, do you remember the last? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no clue. I don't remember anything. <laughs> exactly. You don't remember. It's fine. <laughs> How is your memory? Do you have a good memory? Um, It's situation dependent, like, mm-hmm. or specific, I should say. Like, so with my boyfriend, I remember it all. So I can, like, catch him anything and trip him up, you know? <laughs> 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 but then, like, sometimes with my assistant, she'll be like, you said this. I'll be like, I did. And I have no memory of saying what she said I said. So. Right, right. Where it counts, I don't remember anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably have similar memory yeah. with that. Like, I, for the majority of life, I barely remember anything. But Well, actually, and then I was going to say, but with Stephanie, I remember. And then I can hold my ground in an argument. But a lot of times, I'm proven wrong. <laughs> Over and over. So I don't know what I'm even talking about. Um, Is there anything going on in your life right now that you uh, feel like you need advice for? Well, this is so ignorant of us. We are in the process of trying to sell our apartment Mm -hmm. so we can move and go rent um, a bigger apartment Mm -hmm. while, I'm just going to say his name, Luke is on He's on the road working. Yeah. My stand-up special comes out October 14th, and then the next day we're moving. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And there's a furniture shortage. So I was talking to my interior designer. These are all champagne problems. Please, like, I don't feel don't feel sorry for me. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a single person listening that is feeling any sort of pain for you. But go on. <laughs> But we won't be fully furnished until January, and so it's just oh. like a whole. <laughs> I'm starting to feel something. No, but it's <laughs> here's the reason. Here's the only reason why I feel like bad is uh-huh. Luke has been on the road. He'll be gone for like ten weeks. It's like the longest we've been apart. He's getting back into touring, and it's just yeah. is like okay, he's going to come home to things being in flux, and then yeah. go back out on the road. So I just feel bad that like things are just like topsy-turvy when he's supposed to be home relaxing. Right, right. So how do I make him feel like he's able to relax and unwind when we have pure chaos going on right now? Let me just tell you something really fast that I think might amuse you. Okay. We were just talking about memory problems. (laughs) I forgot what we were talking about and why you were going into that until you swung back around to say you need advice I was like, oh, right. I asked her. (laughs) I completely forgot. I was just listening to you, friend to friend, just like, oh, okay, so Luke's coming home. Is he still out with the same band that I know he went out with before? Yeah, he's still Um, with them. And so is that top secret? I know you keep certain things top secret and... I mean, you could say, yeah, he's with, he's still with Guns N' Roses. Yeah. 
Nice. Um, I know. It's mm-hmm. so it's so cool. But I just am sort of I just know how demanding music touring is. And so yeah. he's having a great time. He's reunited with a lot of his friends from ACDC, right. but it's sort of like touring during COVID and like people aren't wearing masks and he's in like stadiums with like 20,000 people. It's very sort of unnerving, high stress for 10 weeks. And then he's going to come home and it's like a different kind of stress. And so I just don't know how to make him feel relaxed. Is it actually going to be like packing, moving kind of vibe? Um, Is it chaotic? Is there a lot of people in and out? Is it? No, there's not a lot of people in and out. And we packed up a lot of stuff and put it into storage. So it's like set to stage. So we don't have a lot left to pack. So I might just do a masala and just sort of get like white glove movers to pack everything. So he doesn't have to like come home and like be packing with me. Right, right, right. I don't know. You know, this advice probably isn't I don't know that it's quite right because we're talking about somebody that's been gone for so long. But my instinct right away was was like, do you intercept him and and just have him meet you at like a a hotel and have like a really nice night or two together before just so he can catch his breath and he doesn't feel like he has to unpack or pack mm-hmm. or even unpack his suitcase. Just like yeah. Be there, and it's just the two of you together, and Aww. then transition into whatever life is. I really like that. Do you? Yeah, I think that's great. And I think he, because, you know, we we are so sad. We're like, oh, we miss each other and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, you're just, ba- as you know, like doing touring stand-up, you're just bouncing from city to city, and you're just like, you're like sleeping, you work, you eat, you go to bed at weird hours. Like, it's just not like there's no, like your routine is totally gone in certain ways. And so yeah, it's tough to sort of like transition out of that and come back into like real life and then have to transition out of that again to go back on the, you know what I mean? It's just a lot. Yeah. What if you just, you were like, you told your um, work people and you were just like, I'm going to take a night or two, whatever it is. And I'm just going to have a lockdown to welcome Luke home and we're going to order in or we're going to whatever it is. Just like yeah. I bet just that thought and attempt at making his arrival feel special would feel incredible to him. This is great advice, Tig. OK, great. Well, that's why <laughs> when I did your podcast years ago, you said Tig Notaro gives great advice. You do. I think you sell yourself short. Honestly, I do. Well, then then make it happen and send me pictures of you and Luke at the hotel. We'll be robe life. We'll be the whole thing. It'll be really cute. Seriously. Yeah. That would be yeah, so yeah. awesome. I would, I yeah. bet he would be so touched. Uh, okay. And then you tell him, <laughs> this is Tig Big's <laughs> idea. <laughs> uh, now, Phoebe, you have a new uh, Comedy Central show, Doing the Most with Phoebe Robinson. And uh, it features celebrities teaching you new hobbies and careers. And uh, is there a particular hobby that you love that um, you want me to try with you? Oh, my God. Ooh. I do want to learn how to drive. I feel like you teaching me how to drive would be hysterical. Um, I would love to teach you how to drive a stick shift. Not just (gasps) drive, but like add another layer. Stick shift. 
No one can drive that anymore. Is you have to move that every yeah, time you press the, stick. the gas? The stick. Every time you shift. You got to shift oh. that stick. <laughs> I would do that with you in a heartbeat. That would be so fun. Oh, you know what? I've always what? wanted to get a tattoo. I've never gotten a tattoo. We oh. should go together. Do you have any tattoos? You don't, right? I have. I don't have tattoos. I have. Well, I have one tattoo. My brother threw a ballpoint pen at me in sixth grade, and it's stuck on the inside of my knee. And so I have a dot. But that's all oh I want. Oh my god! <laughs> you just want the one dot. I want. I love having <laughs> one dot. Like if I go missing. And the authorities ask if I have any tattoos. You can tell them she does have one dot on the inside of her knee. But if you just got like tig big across the inside of your wrist, come on. That'd be great. You you need to get that on the inside of your wrist. I'll go with you. I'll go with you when you get your tattoo. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Phoebe, I need your help helping my listeners. Are you up for it? I would love to do it. That's why you're here. Yeah. Your first book is titled Don't Touch My Hair. Mm -hmm. And our first question is from someone with a related dilemma. Kobe writes, I'm a 43-year-old quote-unquote curly girl. And after mm. decades of bad haircuts, I finally found a curl specialist who does a great job with my hair. My dilemma, she's a right-wing nut job cuckoo bird. I found her personality annoying at the very first visit, but I only have to see her every six to seven months, so I figured I could handle it. On the second visit, she said some stupid stuff about COVID, but it was still tolerable. Mm. My last visit was unbearable. I'm a non-confrontational Midwesterner, so I just kept trying to gently redirect but she was relentless. Mm. I talked about my job as a nurse practitioner, and she said COVID was a hoax. Mm. I tried to talk about the weather. She said climate change is fake. <sighs> How would you handle this? <laughs> if you can read into Phoebe's uh, mm, yeah. mm, through that. <laughs> Oh my God, she can't go to this woman anymore. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. she's a nurse. She's like talking about COVID. This person's basically disrespecting her to her face. Like, I bow down to all essential workers. They are going through it partially because people don't give a shit and, are, and can't do the one thing of like just wearing the mask or socially distanced, like without complaining. So I know how hard it is. Believe me, as a black lady, I know when you find a person who can do your hair, you truly do not want to let them go. Mm -hmm. But. I think with someone who's so close-minded and you don't feel good being there in their presence, you don't feel that great when you go home. It's just like life is too short to kind of spend time with people who are just surrounding you with negative energy and aren't sort of giving anything good back. So I think you just have to find someone else. She's in the Midwest. So there might be slim pickings, I understand. But... There's got to be somebody else in her town. What town is she from? Where is she, where is she writing from? Did she say? Uh, it just says Midwesterner. I don't know if that's where mm. she's originally from or where she is. But listen, I know it looks like my hair. It's like a horse chewed on it. 
And and a lot of times, maybe that's the case. I've been cutting my own hair during the pandemic. I had a hair guy. He sadly passed away at the beginning of the pandemic. I had I went to him for six. I didn't even go to him. He came to my house for 16 years. Devastating. Yeah. Totally devastating. I mean, he passed away. But I'm still looking for my hair person. And I think it's hard, even if your hair looks like, you know, horses have been feasting on your head, but it's worth finding somebody good, but also like Phoebe saying, where you feel good when you're with this person or they're working on you. Uh If you don't believe what this person is spewing, that's too much toxicity to be trapped in that situation and it's false information and it's yeah it's so triggering right now yeah it's a tough time and look i'm happy to fly out and you need to tell us where you are because i i've been cutting my hair i've been cutting my kids hair my father-in-law lives with us i cut his hair now i am i'm not a curly girl specialist but i am happy to come out there and work on on your hair kobe I think you should take take up on that offer. And one of the things is I know in certain cultures, like people are very protective of their hair because they feel like energy goes in through your hair throughout the rest of your body. And I'm not necessarily fully into that idea, but I do believe that when people are working on your body, like their energy is going from them to you mm-hmm. and this person and you are not a good fit. So I think you should stop going to them. Tig, what's your rate? To do her hair, what would you charge? It's completely free. It's completely free. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm happy to use my miles to fly myself (laughs) out there. Just pick me up from the airport. I bought my own haircutting kit with everything, the little bib that goes on you. (laughs) I just feel like that is like, it's going to be tough for her to find another person who can do curly Uh, hair. But I, uh yeah. That's that's tough. There has to be someone except aside from this person that thinks COVID is a hoax and that climate change is fake. There has to be. Yeah, I agree. Let us know when you find. find. Yeah. Find other curly girls and ask them. You must Uh be doing that already. What am I? What am I talking about? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, Kobe. Good luck with that. Uh, Phoebe, it's time for a break. But sit tight. We'll be right back with more questions. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. You can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Sephora, and Zappos. And even stack deals on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. And 
And we are back. Phoebe, this next question is about planting roots and where to do that. Oh, okay. Where to live writes, my husband and I have relocated to a new city three times in three years. We want to stay in one place, but can't seem to settle on where. We met in Colorado and love the lifestyle it offers, but we don't have any friends or family there. We have a lot of friends in Seattle, but don't love living in the big city. Do we go with the enjoyable lifestyle of Colorado or the friends in Seattle? I mean, right away, I feel like you'll make friends in time. Yeah. And if you are attached to your friends, then you should make special visits to see your friends that are in Seattle. And what a great little trip, you know, or have your friends out to see you. But if you've only spent a year in a place, you're not giving any time to meet people. Yeah. I know it's harder when you are an adult, but I think there's so many options with the internet these days. Plus, it's hard to even hang out with people um, <laughs> with mm-hmm. COVID. At least you have a spouse, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like if a city is really getting you down, that is your day-to-day Whereas friends, and I'm just assuming, you see from time to time. You know what I mean? I don't know. What do you think, Phoebe? It's it's hard. Yeah, they got, first of all, they got to stop stop with this travel nonsense. This is too much. You're packing up and moving every year. Who has the money? Who has the time? This is too much. They clearly do. Yeah. Okay. Uh So their friends are in Seattle, but they they prefer the lifestyle of Colorado. Yeah. Then you just stay in Colorado. Like friends are great, but like your quality of life is going to be your neighborhood. And like seeing your friend Rebecca is not going to make up for living in a neighborhood that you hate. You know what I mean? And so like there's FaceTime, there's, you know, phone calls, you can fly to see friends. There's letter writing. You could get out a piece of paper and a pen and say, dear Rebecca. Dear Big City Rebecca. (laughs) I'm also like, is Seattle like that big of a city? I've only been there for literally a day and a half. Like, is it like a major? Yeah, it's a big city. It's a big city. But can I just tell you the most horrifying and truly like, like horror film (laughs) level (laughs) of terror I just imagined when I just said, write a letter can you like really imagine if you open an envelope and got a two-page letter from a friend <laughs> these days? Uh, 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 Wouldn't you be worried about their mental state? It would yeah, seem like would... what? <laughs> Where do you find the stamps? I haven't had a stamp in seven years. I don't even. How do you mail it out? <laughs> and how do you talk to yourself for two pages front and back for that long? <laughs> it it you know it's like when a, a crazy person right like that even if it's a stable friend or family member that wrote you a two-page letter it would feel yeah. like somebody is off <laughs> if they wrote you because you're really just god that is such a weird concept i think i'm probably gonna yeah. have to talk about that on stage or something because like to really <laughs> write that long one-sided you're asking questions up front and then you're just blabbing about yourself in the (laughs) middle 
<laughs> filling people in. It's like pick up, pick up a phone, pick up the phone, <laughs> you lunatic! Oh my god, you psychopath! <laughs> so don't write a letter is what Tig is saying. I mean, truly, Whatever if you open, you do. <laughs> yeah, if you open an envelope and it went, and a letter went on, and wouldn't you open it with like a horde? Like, what is wrong? What happened? Oh I would, like, God. open the envelope and, like, shake it out and be like, what's the real thing that's in yeah, here? It's not this yeah. dumb letter. Like, what's... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. I haven't even thought about that. So, yeah, don't write yeah. a letter. Um, stay in Colorado. Fly yeah. out to Seattle. Visit those people. Tell them to come visit you out in the mountains on your ranch. It sounds like yeah. you probably live on a ranch, rolling hills and... Rugged mountains. Oh, man. Where to live? Ain't it the life? (laughs) (sighs) That's where you should live. Phoebe, the next question comes from Megan. Okay. All right. Megan writes, please help. I have a grandma who I love dearly, but she makes the meanest comments about almost everyone and everything. Uh-oh. How do I deal with a grandma who is a meanie pants to pretty much everyone except me? Listen, she's not going to change, Meg. Mm-hmm. Breaking news. This is who grandma is. This is what Mima's all about. Yeah. I think you have to sort of kind of accept that this is the way that she expresses herself. And you can maybe sort of limit how much you interact with her. If you're like, okay, I can only like take this for like an hour. Then I need a break for like 15 minutes to go take a walk and then come back. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. But I think the grandma's only going to change if she feels that like what she's doing is mean. And I don't think that she does. So it's sort of like the older that I get, I'm just sort of like, you kind of have to accept people where they are and who they are. Like, of course there are certain things you everyone can work on, but fundamental things like that she's just kind of set in her ways you know yeah I I do love the idea of like spending time spending 15 minutes and then taking a walk coming back spending 15 minutes taking another walk (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I mean you have to take care it's kind of like the the curly girl you have to take care of your um peace of mind and think Mm -hmm. is this does this feel right um and how can I You know, there's some people that I know that get completely trashed, um, you know, when they when they drink and sometimes it's best to meet them for coffee. You know, those people meet them for coffee at a coffee shop in the morning. Yeah. Um, And uh, but it's it's that kind of thing of, of making the right decision. My cousin's daughter's grandmother Mm -hmm. is 94. We're not blood related, but we're distantly related within our family. And um, my cousin's daughter pointed to me and said to her grandmother, Tig is our movie star cousin. And and her grandmother looked at me in my cargo pants and t-shirt and she said, (laughs) she doesn't look like a movie star. (laughs) And all I could all I could think was like, yeah, I mean, in her day it was like Audrey Hepburn. 
Yeah. And those people. And she's <laughs> looking at me going, a movie star? What the hell? <laughs> uh, I loved it, though. Maybe another thing that Meg could do is, like, do activities with her mm-hmm. grandma where there's less talking. Like, watch The Voice. Like, everyone loves The Voice. No one has a negative thing to say about Blake Shelton. You know what I mean? Like, that's common ground. Uh-huh. I don't know. I didn't grow up having, like, grandmas. Like, my family's, uh-huh. like, a whole other conversation. Um, yeah. So I never had any interaction with my grandparents but yeah, I don't know. No, I think I think it's I think it's good to to limit your time or decide mm-hmm. on particular activities. Or you can also give people a heads up, hey, my grandmother is so rude yeah. and mean and um we're gonna have to have uh a sense of humor about it because there's no yep. changing her ways. Yeah. I know some people could have been offended if they were me, if somebody was like, you don't look like a movie star. It's like, I don't care if I look like a movie star or not, you know? Yeah. Meg could also say something to her grandma and like, not with the expectation that she's going to completely change her temperament, but just say, hey, like... You know, I love spending time with you. I love like when my friends or my partner comes over to like spend time with you as well. Just sometimes some of the things that you say can hurt people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Like throwing that out there and seeing how she responds. If like she goes like, oh, I didn't realize, you know, but if she just then like doubles down and says something mean to you. Then you're like, well, Okay. Or you could go in a totally different direction. Anytime she says it, you could be like, shut it, grandma. (laughs) Zip it. No one wants to hear you. (laughs) That was mean. (laughs) All right, Phoebe, this is our final listener question. Birdie writes, my parrot, who I love dearly, thinks I'm his girlfriend and tries to attack all of my friends and potential suitors. <laughs> I, I keep him in a cage when folks are over, but he screams the entire time demanding attention. <laughs> He's supposed to live another 30 years. What do I do? <laughs> okay. If you love someone, set him free. Yeah. <laughs> 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 maybe hook him was... maybe hook that parrot up with that grandmother <laughs> i think it just go back and forth yeah <laughs> i just wonder if birdie sent some mixed signals to this parrot because i feel like i don't know a lot about parrots but i feel like they don't just assume they're in a romantic relationship with their owners so you think birdie was flirting with her parrot could be, could be. Maybe walking around the house, like, without clothes on or something, and, and the bird yeah. took it the wrong way. Yeah, she'd be walking around her, like, Savage Fenty underwear by uh-huh. Rihanna, and, you know, the bird fell in love. Yeah. I think what she should do is get the parrot a friend. Like, oh. you have to treat this like a, ro- like a romantic comedy. So you need uh-huh. to set the parrot up with a bird. Yes. Get a second bird. This is way more work. But hopefully yes. they'll fall in love. And then you can bring people over to have sex with, and they won't get, like, pecked in the thigh or whatever. Yeah. Or get, like, a cage that is that you can travel with and put the bird outside when visitors come. And then mm. the bird won't see 
Because, you know, maybe this bird is just like, won't be able to get over birdie, you know? (laughs) And I would like out of sight, out of mind. Because I feel like buying more birds. (laughs) Like she's going to end up with a bird sanctuary. (laughs) Like what if those two birds don't get along, then you're going to have to buy more birds. (laughs) Like a bird therapist. Well, maybe the parrot is lonely. Like, Mm -hmm. don't parrots, like, normally, like, in nature, like, hang out with... Don't they have friends? I don't know anything about parrots. I live indoors. Um, But (laughs) I have a friend that has a parrot. And she got, like, a little parrot stuffed animal. And put the parrot stuffed animal in the cage with her parrot. And then the parrot started quote-unquote, dating that stuffed parrot. There you go. Problem solved. Birdie, I hope that helps. (laughs) Phoebe, before you go, I need you to do one more thing. Yes. It's a segment we call Advice of Yesteryear. When Jerry brags about taking Ginny out... He learns that she dates all the boys. So as we see now, menstruation is just one routine step in a normal and natural cycle. How do you choose a date? Well, one thing you can consider is look. I did everything you said, but my boss still hasn't asked me to lunch. This is where we take a real question from an advice column of yesteryear, and we try to answer it a little better. Okay. This question comes to us from a 1919 Beatrice Fairfax advice column. All right. Dear Beatrice Fairfax, I am just 21 and in love with a man 10 years my senior. Who writes like this? He has never told me that he loves me, but when I tell him that I love him, he just laughs and does not take me seriously. (gasps) How shall I make him understand? We eat breakfast and dinner together every day. At least he eats. I'm not very hungry anymore. Oh, please tell me what to do. Signed, a war worker. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine getting a two-page front-to-back letter from <laughs> from, from this person? <laughs> oh, what this is... is yeah. 21 dating a 31 year old. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I wish I could have had that situation when I was 21. Um, this is 1919. Okay. They didn't even have cars. I know. They didn't have stick shift or anything. Do they have cars? Let me Google. When, 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 did, when were cars? <laughs> 1905? <laughs> Maybe they just got a car. Oh, cars were invented. 1886. Okay. Well, listen, this is Don't Ask Tig, right? I don't know when cars... <laughs> they haven't even been around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is so new. Yeah. Meaning so long ago. It, meaning <laughs> cars are brand new. Why am I talking about cars? This person needs help. Is this person still alive? No. No chance? So. They could no. be. They could be. So they'd be 123 years old? Could be. Could be. Okay. Highly doubt it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think she has to listen. Obviously, she's with this older guy. The sex is probably decent for that time. Is how do you know they're having sex? Because she said we eat breakfast and eat dinner together. Is that code for we're yeah we're uh, yeah okay? Of course, you think she's like getting up at like four in the morning, putting I'm her naive. britches to like <laughs> putting her bonnet on. Yeah, putting her bonnet on to go like drive a stick shift, riding her horse and carriage over there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she's up to. But they're clearly spending the night together. I just didn't think that happened in 1919. I think, you know what? Sure, there were people who were very traditional, but I think there were also people who were like living that thought life. They're like, whatever. <laughs> Off goes my bonnet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think she should like, Keep, like, hooking up with this guy, but then start, like, putting out feelers to find someone else. And then when she finds a better guy, leave this guy. Wait, why should she put out feelers to find someone else? If I'm just trying to give practical advice for 1919. Yeah. You need to, like, swing from one dick to the next. Like, she's not, (laughs) she's not, she's not working. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So she needs to find the next, you know, financial opportunity. Wait, how do we know she's not working? I was going to Google, did women have jobs? (laughs) (laughs) Did did women's jobs exist in 1919? But, I mean, a war worker, what is that? What's a war worker? That sounds like she's working. I mean, it sounds like she's flat out working. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, she does have a job. You're right. You're right. Yeah, she's working the war. That's a big job. She's busy. I don't know how she has time to have (laughs) breakfast and dinner with this guy every night or day. Um, (laughs) However she gets to somebody else, I think she needs to. He he doesn't love her. You don't laugh when somebody says, I love you. No. When you love someone, you meet them in that moment and in that confession of how you feel and you accept it you don't you don't go (laughs) I I can't even imagine that if Stephanie told me she loved me the first time and I'm like (laughs) oh eat your porridge you know yeah this guy's a scumbag yeah I mean we can all agree yeah he's garbage do you want to know what Beatrice had to say Yes. All right. The answer is, I don't know anything I'd rather do than give you a good spanking. What? Of course he laughs. All men laugh when a woman tells them she loves them. The only time they get serious is when they love. Stop throwing yourself at his head and eat your dinner. (laughs) The quickest way to lose any man is to be all pale and forlorn. (laughs) Where's your spunk? Get that back and stop wearing your heart on your sleeve. Then maybe the gentleman will begin to show signs of interest. Wow. My gosh, she should hang out with Meanie Pants' grandmother. Beatrice is a bitch. (laughs) Just eat your dinner. (laughs) (laughs) 
We found out the name of that grandmother. <laughs> grandmother Beatrice. Oh, my gosh. Eat your dinner. Just eat your dinner, lady. Just eat your dinner. Yeah. And get ready for your spanking from Beatrice. <laughs> All men laugh. Yeah. It's like, what? See, that's, that's, that's... why I date women. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe, that's the end of the show. <gasps> Did I do a good job, Tig? You were stellar. You're always stellar. Thank you. Is there anything that you want to uh, mention to our listeners? Just, you know, will you get my book? Please don't sit on my bed in your outside clothes. I hope it makes you laugh, feel good, get enraged, and laugh some more. I write about all kinds of stuff in it. So it's, it's a good book. Can I tell you, I love that title. Yes. When I first saw that, I was like... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I I mean, I literally can't stand when people sit on my bed in their outside yeah. clothes. It's disgusting. Even like when I first started dating Luke and he would like get off the subway, he would like come home and sit on the couch. I'm like, no, 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 no. This city's <laughs> disgusting. You need to go take off those pants and put on pajamas. And he was like... And now he does it, but at first he was like, this is very bizarre. And I was like, have you seen New York? Do you have just general germ issues? I think I have some germ issues, which I probably got from my parents. Uh. But I think just like living in a big city, you know, like you just see how filthy it is all the time. Yeah. So it makes me kind of just go, like I once, this is disgusting, but I once, I once got pink eye from the subway. In my early 20s. Like, this city's gross. And doesn't pink eye come from feces? Yeah. Let's end there. Mm -hmm. Let's end there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, it was great to see you, Phoebe. And I really appreciate you taking the time to do the show. And I can't wait to see you and Luke when you get to town. Anytime I adore you. is hosted by me, Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willette, Shana Deloria, and Ryan Lore. Our executive producer and editor is Beth Perlman. Engineering and sound mixing by Johnny Vince Evans and Eric Romani. Talent booking by Marianne Ways. Production support from Pizza Shark and Elena C. Our theme music is Friend in Tig by Edie Brickell and Kyle Crusham. And Listen to Your Heart by Edie Brickell. Special thanks to Hunter Seidman, Lily Kim, Alex Schaffert, and Lauren D. Concept developed by Tracy Mumford. Our executive consultant is Dean Capello and Gobsmack Studios. 
You can always ask for advice at don'tasktig.org. Just write in with your problem or send us a voice memo. Remember to follow us on social media at Don't Ask Tig. Don't Ask Tig is a production of American Public Media. And as always, thanks Dana, and I'll tell Becky. I'm stand-up comedian and sex symbol Tig Notaro. And I'm actor and writer Cheryl Hines. Before Cheryl and I got into the big business of podcasting together, <laughs> we were just simply friends. And we're still friends. But now we talk about a different documentary every week on our podcast, Tig and Cheryl, True Story. So whether you love documentaries or just want to hear us slowly lose our minds, check out Tig and Cheryl, True Story, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, cool.